I'm probably the least one you should come and ask what's wrong. Oh, I you've got to. some good wisdom there, brother. Come on, come on. I, I, I pointed to Dwight. He's got <laughs> wisdom. It's just tact that he yeah, laughs. There is a difference. <laughs> See, so I know that. I know my strength. You're going to get a lesson. You're going to get an education. He will tell you the whole truth. Yeah, nothing but the truth. Every now and then we get the great pleasure of having a special guest to be with us. And today we have an amazing guest joining us on Tribes to Tribe. It's our tribe coming to your tribe and leadership in a multicultural context. But today we're going to ask the expert. Yeah, we have a good time. Dr. Wayne Schmidt, the superintendent of the Wesleyan Church we are so honored and so grateful to have you here today on Tribes to Tribe. Thanks for joining us. I love being here, Pastor Don. Time with your team. Amazing. What an opportunity. And, you know, Rockford's home for me. So yes, right? uh, where you're located is just like two miles from where I grew up. This place has a just a special place in yeah, my heart. Yeah, you're having a little so. memory lane here, a little travels <laughs> down. Yeah. Yeah. If, we, if we can all remember back that far, not, not saying that about you. But. Yeah, I, I got <laughs> the hint there. <laughs> I shouldn't insult our very special <laughs> guest so early in the podcast. I should have waited. Save that for a little later. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had a great discussion before we actually came on air, and we're just talking about the state of the church. And since I have you here and you are the influencer over so many of the churches and, of course, our great leader of the Wesleyan denomination. Talk to us a little bit about what are you seeing in churches today? What's happening out there in the atmosphere? Yeah, um, the Wesleyan Church is just a small part of the great kingdom of God and yes. churches around the world. We have about 5,000 churches around the world. And so we have churches that the COVID realities, for instance, not only mean they can become ill, but they don't have food on the table that night mm -hmm. because they go to work and they get their daily bread, literally, and they're not able to do that. So starvation is almost a greater issue than sickness in some places mm -hmm. in the world. But in North America, we have about 1,500 churches, all kinds of communities, all kinds of sizes. And I would say generally what's happening is when churches really seek God and the filling of the Spirit, they become amazingly creative and empowered. And when they get caught up on little things like masks and, uh, you know, attitudes of spacing and political viewpoints mm -hmm. and other things, mm -hmm. then whatever little division there was before, it even grows. And sadly, it can become to the point where the church begins to to fragment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. a very sad reality. So whatever state you're in, this just magnifies whatever mm -hmm. else is going on. It reminds me of Jesus saying, you know, to the religious leaders, like you're straining a gnat, but you're swallowing a camel. Mm -hmm. We're getting distracted on small things. And right now, what do you think God is up to? Like, there's a bigger picture right. going on here, right? Yeah, yeah I think any time that... Um, he begins to pull at the things you count on and you're familiar with mm -hmm. and introduces new tensions. You know, part of learning is dissonance. Yep. Mm -hmm. right. And 
can we just say we've had a pile of dissonance lately? I mean, <laughs> between COVID, between racial conflicts, oh, between political polarization, economic uncertainty. I mean, if God's trying to get our attention, we're we're listening, we're watching. Right. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I forget who it was. One famous preacher said it was like God looked down and saw his children and said, all right, everybody go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Dwight. You I, got was, something? I was just going to say that I met I totally echo what you're saying. And I think God's really trying to get the attention of the church and is 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 cool sometimes cool sometimes not cool seeing the responses of of, of the different churches and and how we're responding to this like God almost God hand on like my church I'm calling you to rise to the next to the next level I'm, I'm calling you to rise to the next thing because like you said like uh what is was already there will be magnified mm. and i think god's always been about our heart and getting to the core of the reason and why we do things and if we're looking at some some of the things that folks are doing is you know for selfish gain and for selfish motive then god's exposing that and that's praise god for doing that thank you god for doing that uh for the church in this season you know yeah and aren't, don't we have the opportunity to learn some new lessons like i'm not very good at lament mm-hmm. and god's forced me to get a little better in that area of just recognizing there is loss and there's grief and grief and there's some things and then on the other hand he's saying I want you to lament I want you to mourn with those who mourn Mm -hmm. but don't be polarized don't be helpless the spirit is there the spirit will empower you to accomplish what God called you to do so this rhythm of lament and yet Take some new steps of faith, yeah. by the way, yeah. during right. this time. Yeah. Uh. yeah, and I mean, it's the, the new state of the church. We have this conversation around here all the time, particularly like uh, me and our, our executive associate pastor with the new the state of the church. And I always tell them about this whole digital, this digital reality that we now, you either got thrust into or you had to get better at. Like in some way, you had to become a digital church, a church with a digital presence. And it's... I know for me being younger, no offense. Yes, go ahead. Being younger. Okay, you're half my age, but go on. Being younger. Go ahead, little man. (laughs) I know that the the digital space is appealing to my generation because, you know, we can go to school online. I can see my physician online. I can see my counselor online. So you're telling me I can chill at home and, you know, now I can watch church too? That is very appealing to people like me, but my generation is also broke. So (laughs) we're not going to help support your church. We're going to give a lot of opinions. (laughs) We're going to watch online. But the reality is the older generations are the ones that will support the church. So what what have you had to (laughs) what have you had to to deal with concerning the the transition into this digital atmosphere? Well, there are a couple of things. One is um, probably forever we will ask the question, what's your blend? Mm-hmm. And so what will I receive through technology and all of the benefits of virtual connection? And what will I continue to receive through in-person relationships? And I think my big concern is that we don't ask that question with just a consumerism thing that what do I like, what am I familiar with, what's my generation into, whether you're an older generation like me or a younger generation (laughs) like you. But we really ask the question, what helps me to be more fully surrendered to the Spirit? What Mm -hmm. helps me to be an all-in follower of Jesus? 
And if that's something I can get online, then make the most of it. If it's something that re really does require me to be in person, make the most of it. So don't just defer to preference during this time. Yeah, that's so good. I, you know, mm -hmm. Obedience over preference is kind of my mantra. Obedience over preference during this season. So. Because one of the recent statistics that I just saw is that, and I, I don't know that I have it right, but it was well over 50% of people who have chosen to stay home and watch it online already are starting to wane and, and they are saying that their spiritual life is going down. Prayer is going down. Reading of the scripture is going down. The percentages are alarming. The reality is, is that there's something about community, the accountability. I know a lot of people don't like that word, but I notice if you're missing, your life matters. Where are you? When you're at home, you're, who are you accountable to? And I've been at home watching church, <laughs> and the grandkids are running through the house, or a doorbell rings, or you know what? We're having brunch, and so let's catch church later. Yep. It is so easy to drift. See, I, I don't know, man. I, so I oh, have, here we go. <laughs> have such an issue with that because for me, accountability, your walk, you're accountable to God first and foremost. Like my walk with God is between me and him first before I'm accountable to people. And I feel like it's a crutch. If you have to come to an establishment for your walk to be consistent or your walk to be meaningful. I, that, I struggle with that. Me and Frankie had this argument, not argument, discussion. <laughs> we had this discussion because I was like, right now I feel like what's left in the church, and, and you touched on it earlier, are the people that's going to find a way. Your relationship with God really matters. And you guys know me. Listen, I'm very you know straight to the point. If if you need to be here, you don't really love Jesus. I mean, let's, let's be honest. You ain't really... You ain't really there if you got to come to the establishment to say, I love God because I came here. I'm in attendance. Attendance don't equal your relationship with God. Like, I get accountability, but you should be accountable to God first. But, you know, okay, in, a, in, a, in the world that you live in, that's a great <laughs> theory that yeah. I love your ideology there. But the reality is, is that if I'm going to a gym, I'm going to work out out harder and if they know that I'm missing they're gonna say hey where are you I say oh I'm working out from home I'm working out my <laughs> working out my you know it doesn't happen as much but back to you pastor Wayne. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think uh, like so my life has ha had some stuff happen in the past like few weeks and I think one of the things I I was kind of in I'll call it team cam like I, I was team cam where it's like you know hey you know you, you it's, it's okay but then I think me and my wife we realized like having that uh, it's not not just accountability, but it's just knowing that people care about you. Because in the midst of what was happening, we were in a place where we really weren't. We were praying, but we were praying just for so many things. But to know that you have the body with you praying for you, that does something different. You know mm -hmm. that, that there, there is beauty in the community, and so community brings not just accountability, but it brings just that knowing that people are praying for you. And that's, that's honestly what the church is. It's the hands and the feet doing different things. So that, granted, okay, sure, I could be online and do that. But when we came back this past Sunday and, that's, and to see the, the flocking of it, mm. it's, it's, it, 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 there, there is something to that. Um, at the same time, having people call us was there. But I think it's just that communication between people is that blend. I, I, think, I, think, I think that's a really, you, you said that today. I'm like, that's a good way to say it. Like that blend has really been helpful for us to really get it because we got people mailing us things and we got people 
seeing coming by and bro- dropping food off. So it's like both of those things um, really were are, are helpful, and I think that's for the church. But yeah, you, now, you, you've seen us talk. So so Team Cam doesn't feel out there all by themselves. <laughs> I, I'll just give you I'll give you a uh, thank you a, a personal you. illustration. Oh, let him so be. I've I've had an accountability partner for thirty six years. We've met every other week for the first multiple years in person every time. Well, I moved to Indianapolis 10 years ago, and now the majority of our meetings are through technology. And we both say, you know, we're aware of the technology when we get on or have troubles getting on. Mm -hmm. But once we're there, it's like we're in the same room Mm face-to-face diving deep. So, um, So when I was in seminary world, what we found out was this. If people had been together in person, the online conversations were more significant. If they'd never been together in person, then it was harder to get to that more personal mm-hmm. place. I don't know how that holds up in the church world, but uh, I, I, like I do think, I think technology can facilitate things like accountability. Where I get concerned, again, is if they're listening to worship service, you know, church shopping used yes. to be the thing. And if you went church shopping, you would visit one church every month. Mm-hmm. Now you can visit 13 of them within half an hour yeah. <laughs> and yeah. find the message that, oh, I like yeah. that yeah. topic. That I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You can stream church yeah. all day long yeah. if you want to. Yeah. And yeah. I want to ask a question. So like, yes. so you're, you're the leader of like the, the Westing denomination, all of that. What has been your blend? during this time. So now I'm not saying that what you say is whatever I should do, but what has been your blend to keep you connected, keep you in community throughout this time? Yeah. And thanks for putting me on the spot and making it personal. <laughs> so I, uh, I want to make it clear because people have all kinds of denominational experience. We, we are not a hierarchical denomination. We believe the local church is the front line. So those of us who work kind of in certain centralized roles, we exist only to serve the church, to encourage yeah. the church, et cetera, that expressed locally. And, and we, just, by the way, experience that, and thank you so uh, much. Yeah. It's, that's truly how it, how it flows to and us. And by the way, I'm not just saying this because you're the pastor, but yeah. Tribes Church is just one of my favorite places in the whole world because you're living out. You are that kingdom force, people from all nations, yeah. all spirit-filled, making a difference in your community. Just absolutely love that. Thank you. That's a good way of avoiding your question. We we appreciate the plug, though. We appreciate that. (laughs) Oh, look at the time. So so my blend has gone more towards digital, in in part because in this role where I travel, it's really hard for me to say, I'll be physically present in this place every week. Mm -hmm. Now, I say to my local church that I belong to, I'm one of your worst attenders, I'm one of your most consistent givers because every week my check there comes you out. You know? <laughs> but, but I travel and so on, and, and so there's not. So right now I'm getting into my small group, and the small group is divided because half of them want to meet in person and half of them aren't feeling safe to mm-hmm. do that yes. yet. They want to yep. meet digitally. And so I'm kind of connecting with my leaders to support and encourage them either even as they're trying to – so we're doing a little bit more of the in-person stuff, mm-hmm. perhaps, but um, it really has gone more towards maximizing the digital experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, see, I knew I liked you. <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't asking that for you to put you on the spot. It was just one of those like, hey, let's because, because we we've had like because like the our podcast folks know kind of where what the tribes has been doing, but to kind of get an outside perspective is, is always good just to know that. 
you're still making a kingdom impact. You're still teaching and discipling people all over the place. And just kind of hearing that is really, really good to, to, to get that. So yeah. our, thank our, you. Our fearless leader PD says it's a both and yeah. world. So around here we really focus on, okay, we're gonna try to you know, offer it online and also offer it in person is the safest way possible. So <laughs> she headed the curve. You, you. Well, you know, and I really wanna affirm people who are doing both because we're teasing and laughing a little bit here, but we do understand the reality of yeah. COVID and, yeah. and the world that we're living in. We also are very intentional about continuing with our mosaic vision. Mm -hmm. And we understand that people of color are more highly impacted by yes. COVID. And we don't want to them to feel any minority or any person of color to feel like we're dismissing that reality yeah. or being insensitive to that. So we're committed to making the digital experience as beautiful as as possible and um, thanking the team for that. They do such an amazing job. But we affirm both. And like you said, I like that. Is that a thing? Blend? Is that going to be a thing? We're going to hear that word. What's your blend? We're going to take your word. And um, <laughs> we're gonna well, Lauren Oak is the one okay. who originally okay. I heard originally asked that question. But I do think it's a helpful question as long and here's my strong caveat we don't ask it as a consumer we ask it as a disciple yeah. what's we the tell us the difference a consumer is what do i like what's easy for me what's convenient for me I, I don't think there's anything wrong with convenience in and of itself but that's different than saying what's going to help me give myself more fully to christ yeah. what's going to help me to grow in a way that I'm not only receiving, but I'm giving, influencing, investing. Those kind of questions yes. have to be at the So time. you're asking those questions of yourself, not to someone else. You're asking even Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? What's the best way for me to grow? Because, you know, I'll be honest, there's times where we have a meeting scheduled, not tribes necessarily, but I'm going to go to some luncheon and some meeting and then they throw out a Zoom link the day of. For those of you who can't make it, guess what? I suddenly can't make it. <laughs> My blend in that moment is 100% going Zoom. But maybe that is indicative of the busy schedule and fully engaged life that we have. And so it, you know, rather than traveling, you know, across mile and you know, so I can do this right now and then, and I can also make this next appointment then as well. Mm -hmm. But we're kind of a mindset church as well as a community church because people drive here because they sign on with the vision. Amen. And so the minute we went digital, we lost some of those that would maybe take the effort to, to drive in. So I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to those of you who are listening we still are determined that we're going to be a church that loves, looks, and sounds like heaven. Amen. Every nation, tongue, and tribe. Speak to us just for a moment as we kind of wrap up our time together about what else is going on in the world. What are you seeing? This is a time where, like you said, we're in pandemic and then racial unrest. Pastor Wayne, what would be your words to the community, to, the, to anyone listening about this area of racial unrest? diversity, unrest, what, what saith you? <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, you, you know my journey a little bit, Pastor Don, and I grew up in a very mono-ethnic context, Rockford, yeah, right, here, right here in high school, and there were just 
a handful of people out of 1,300 students that have reflected different ethnicities at that time, back mm-hmm. in the dark ages when I went to high school. <laughs> right. Thank you very much, <laughs> you younger generation, you. Um, and we're still 94% white in this community. So my original impulse when the church I was involved in, Kenwood Community Church, was becoming more diverse and more a reflection of the community, was to say, well, this is great for outreach. Our community is changing, so we need to reach out. What I didn't realize till later is there are dimensions of discipleship you cannot experience in an environment of sameness Mm -hmm. because you don't know what's culture and what's Christ. Mm -hmm. When you get into a multi-ethnic context, then you really find out, is there a unity that's in Christ Mm -hmm. or is it just cultural preference that tends to keep us in our own camps? So I think this is a tough time for the church. All too often, the same conflicts that are in the broader culture in the church, it yes. breaks my heart. Me too. But wow, what if in this time we experience the unity in Christ and, as you said, heaven comes to earth, and that's mm-hmm. our experience. And I'm convinced that it's how people of different ethnicities than my own have spoken into my life that's been used in the greatest ways by God to transform me. So it's not something I do because those people need it. It's something that I do because I need it to be more like Jesus and I need to realize where our unity really rests. Mm -hmm. So, So that's a little bit of the journey and we have great stories of people appropriately engaged in protest where they need to be, not violence, but in mm-hmm. raising their voices, being people of peace with a voice of protest in the midst of some of these contexts. Oh, I like that, that. say it again. Yeah. Being people of peace, a person of peace, that's yep. a biblical concept. Yep. But having a prophetic voice, having that you know willingness to speak out prophetically against injustice, against violence, yes. et cetera. There's higher levels of engagement than we've experienced before where it's not only, okay, people of color are the ones who have to raise their voices, but white people join in those expressions of concern, et cetera. And then there's just the good work of building relationships. Who's at your table? When I'm at your staff table today and we're sharing and we're laughing and we're wrestling with issues, that type of thing. Many people never experience that, never. And if they would, they wouldn't go back. They'd never go back. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Even even when they have to deal with the I know, <laughs> especially those generational, those generational zingers <laughs> there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so let's flip the script. What has it been like for you guys, um, uh, men of color, coming into the community in this, this uh, environment yeah. of COVID? Uh, oh, COVID. Uh, Just, you know, what's how's it feeling yeah. for you i yeah. know that's a little turn there but yeah no it's i mean i think the coming in being in rockford is is it's been different so like because we all like like you mentioned like p- people of color are affected differently so you know my family like I, i've had people pass away in my family because of it i know people who've gotten sick because of it so the 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 idea of COVID is very different. Uh, some of my family doesn't have health care. So th- th- there's so many things that are. So so when, when tribes is meeting, there's that cautious hat like, yep. okay, we're here. You know, I, and I'm a worship leader. So like it's like kind of like I have to be here. Not like I'm not. No one's pulling my teeth you to be get here. To be here. I, I get to be here. So I'm, <laughs> I'm very happy to be here. Um, but 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 there, but there is that sense of like, 
okay, let's let, let's make sure we're thinking about, and as Pastor Don mentioned earlier, make sure we're thinking about our people of color who go to our church and, and make sure yeah. that that's okay. Um, if that if that wasn't the case, it'd be, and even even what we're doing right now, some people say. Why? Why are we even doing that? Like we should just be fully digital. Uh, but this, that's the, the concept of blend, and that's my blend. Is I'm willing to take that. I'll say that risk of coming in and saying, okay, and praying and taking my vitamins and doing all the right things. But like saying, like Lord, please cover us and keep us. And I mean, this has been a season of prayer for health and safety that I've never had before. Because right. you know, I've never thought about like Lord, just protect people that are coming in. We would pray that you know, traveling mercy. But no, it's like Lord pray against all illness and sickness and stuff like that as people are coming in. Um, but that's been something that I've had to lean into um, because my culture, I like that culture versus Christ, my culture tells me, go home, don't be in here. But the, but the idea of Christ is like there are still people that, that need that. And so finding that balance has been um, a challenge, but I, th- I, th- I think we've, we've gotten through it well. That's that's my perspective to that question. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll behave, I promise. Um, so my... <laughs> I want to see behaving. I haven't seen that yet. So let's see what behaving looks like. like. (laughs) I want to see it too. It has been, um, for me, kind of exhausting, I guess, would be the best way I can put it. Um, It's a a pull for me in opposite directions. I live in the inner city. A lot of people that I deal with are in the inner city. You deal with lack of, like the wife said, healthcare. Um, The mindset is don't go nowhere, you know, lock in. But then people get bored. So shootings have increased. I've lost people that I grew up with mm. to gun violence. Mm. They don't have nothing else to do. Frustrated. Unemployment is not going through. People mm. losing houses when they're not supposed to be getting evicted. They're getting evicted. Right? Mm. Anger has risen. So you try to be a light in that community wow. and try to be even killed and even. And then to come out here and it's like, okay, like Dwight said, your natural cultural instinct is to be like, go home. But, you know, I, I get to be here. I get the privilege of being here. Um, and helping to create this digital space and this environment and mm-hmm. I love what we do. And it's like, there's an area of community that I see out here that I wish that I could just pick up from out here and bring it to the inner city mm-hmm. and drop mm-hmm. there. And say, listen, it's possible. It's possible to love somebody that has a different skin color than you, it's possible. But then you get out here to church and you deal with the people like, I'm sorry. And it's like, for what? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm just sorry, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, or what does it feel like? Now, I don't want to have to teach everybody yeah. you know, the yeah. proper way yeah. to deal with an African-American yeah. in the wake of a George Floyd. Like, I'm not yeah. your instructor. And if all the people that you could ask what's wrong, I'm probably the least <laughs> one you should come and ask what's wrong. Oh, you've got some good wisdom there, brother. Come on, come on. I I pointed to Dwight. He's got wisdom. (laughs) It's just tact that he laughs. (laughs) There is a difference. (laughs) See, so I know that. I know my strength. You're going to get a lesson. (laughs) You're going to get an education. (laughs) Yeah, nothing but the truth. Now, they'll be like, you shouldn't have said that. Okay, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said it like that. But yeah, it's just, my truth is it's just exhausting. And then even myself having to switch, I got off, got dropped from Blue Cross Blue you got to try to get medicaid or medicare and that process is just excruciating Mm. and you don't hear back and so every day having to pray for strength for health Mm -hmm. and then just the ability to to bring peace like my job puts me in these situations Mm. so god you've graced me for this moment i just Mm -hmm. need your help i need you to give me peace because the questions will come People are dying that I've grown up with. They're sh- shooting outside my house like a week ago. So these are realities that you live in mm-hmm. every single day. So God, just give me peace. I, mm. You know, help me to sleep at night. Mm. Guard my house. So it's just been, 
exhausting for me and trying to, you know, I pull strength from our wonderful staff that we were around. Some days I come here and I'm like, I'm tired. Like yeah. they were shooting already yesterday. I didn't get no sleep. Like I'm just, I need a moment or I need. So mm. this COVID reality is just, it's tiring. It's, it's, yes. it's, it's extremely tiring. And you had an amazing miracle and I'm not saying that you want to go public with it, but <laughs> you had some things going on. And oh yeah, I don't mind. We I, I, came around you. Go ahead then. Yeah, um, uh, so they had found a blood clot um, or thought, I'll say they, they, at the time they found a blood clot in my lungs. I wasn't sleeping well, I was sweating really bad, getting really bad headaches, t- having trouble breathing. Doctors didn't know what was what was going on. So um, I went in, she said I had a blood clot. She seen it on the x-ray, she was like, I wanna be for sure because maybe a few months ago I got, I beat cancer a few months ago. So getting here, having the blood clot, it was like high alert. So she actually wanted to keep me and I was like, I'm not staying here. And she was like, you know, you're hard headed, so I'm not going to argue with you. So just come back. She's like, can you come back Wednesday? Let's make that fair trade. And I was like, okay, I'll come back Wednesday. So we came here for staff and, um, they, our team prayed, you mm-hmm. know, really prayed for me. And I went back Wednesday, got an MRI. Um, and it came back and she was like, and she literally was like, somebody is praying for you. Or somebody uh, really likes you. Wow. She said, cause, and she put up both the, the images. She pulled up the image that she had the day before and the image from the MRI. And she was like, it's it's night and day. There's wow. nothing. There's nothing there. So wow. Awesome. Like, Praise God. Awesome. Amen. Yeah. Yes. God, our healer. Yes. Amen. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, that was uh, a blessing, and I just appreciate having people around you that can, the hmm. community that can hmm. undergird hmm. you. I, I, hmm. Both ends. <laughs> I said both ends. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, again, I, I, I said both ends. Yeah. My blend is just like ninety-five. Five. <laughs> 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 So. I'm going to be hearing that word the rest of the week. Yes, you are. <laughs> well, this is a great place yeah. to kind of wrap up our discussion with an amazing miracle and God. Amen. That God. is the ultimate point, right? Amen. God is still on the throne. Amen. He's still at work. The power of the Holy Spirit, I believe, is being unleashed mm. in fresh ways. Amen. Among us, the wind of God is blowing. And I'm often reminded of the book of Romans, the fourth chapter, where Abraham, the father of our faith, It clearly says this, that Abraham never wavered in his faith as he faced the facts that his body was as good as dead (laughs) and Sarah's was dead. Thank you. (laughs) There's the balance. It's the both-in world. We have faith that will not waver, and yet we face the facts, and then God gives us the wisdom to continue to move forward. Amen. And we're trusting that. You know, ultimately, he's on the throne. We are the church. And the church, though it may go underground, it will never stop. Amen. So, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being on Tribes to Tribe Thank today. you. That's a good word today. I That's say good. amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. Sure, let's take an offering. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. We're so glad that you joined us once again. And you can find all of our podcasts right here on this channel. We're so thankful that you're with us. God bless you. This is Pastor Don Damon saying peace, peace out. Peace out. out.